0: Hello and welcome to the Ask the Geographer podcast series from the Department of Education and Outdoor Learning at the Royal Geographical Society with IBG. I'm Harry. In each podcast, I'll meet geographers from around the world to ask them about topical events, timely publications and geographical research. Today we're joined by Global Schools Manager at Esri, Jason Soule. For those who don't know, Esri is a company who specializes in GIS. GIS standing for Geographical Information Systems. With its slogan, The Science of Where, Esri provides software to create, layer, and tailor online maps. Jason is with us today to explain how you might use ArcGIS online for schools in your geography classroom. Esri UK are our corporate partners of the society, and we're delighted to be chatting all things GIS. It's great to have you here, Jason. What can a geography teacher do with arcgis online for schools
1: thanks harry it's good to be here well what, what can they do i can do an awful lot but um i think just if we look to, to take a step back from actually just going in the classroom and think about okay i think what it does it can open up a whole new gateway to the world uh not only for them an opportunity and for their students as well around it you know, if you're looking at uh, maybe for, for the teachers there's an opportunity maybe to develop their practice develop new skills uh, in knowledge, actually, how do they teach with GIS? How do they actually use GIS as a medium to teach really great geography, you know, and, and knowledge and skills? Hopefully, a- along with that, and maybe with students, is also maybe, maybe to open up their eyes, maybe to what geography can offer them as maybe as a career and as a as a rewarding life in terms of, you know, I see you know geography as a high tech subject, high tech science in there, and GIS being right at the heart of that in there, and we we're seeing really well paid jobs that can take you anywhere around, around the world to do really, really meaningful work in there and sometimes that's not always obvious in a classroom so trying to promote that and to give young people who are thinking about geography or, or their guardians are skeptical about geography this might be a way of saying look, you can do this you can do really great things and also let's not forget that geography and gis i think are really at the heart of this sort of green job movement in there you know so we know young people are motivated to, to, to make changes and to be that change in there and geography and gis can be one of the vehicles they can use in their in their lifetime to to go and kind of do that, so you know, and that's before we get into the curriculum stuff and what you can do. So I think it's just a really interesting opportunity. The whole technology piece opens up combined with geography.
0: And I introduced you as a, a global schools manager. The whole thing is free for schools globally around the world. Is that right?
1: Yep, the whole things is free for schools globally. So you know, uh, I started in in, in the UK at Esri UK. Uh, I started there in two thousand and nine, and. I was running the education program, universities and schools, uh, up until April last year, 2021, uh, when I transitioned to, uh, to Esri Inc, based in the States, Well, I'm still based in the UK, uh, to sort of become sort of the global manager for schools, really taking all the things I learned working with teachers in the UK, and schools in the UK, and students in the UK, and then really sort of trying to apply that to a, to a global level. So you know that's, that's been that's been really good, that's really interesting.
0: And for teachers worldwide, as we've just said, um, how might they practically apply um, ArcGIS into their lessons or embedding it into their schemes of work?
1: Yeah, you know, and also let's let's not forget the context where we are at the moment uh, with COVID and teachers having so so much to do. Uh, in there, you know, and I think geograph- sorry, GIS has, has spent uh, a long time not being a solution to any teachers' problems. I think now we're getting to that stage of actually GIS can be a, a solution for you know your classroom, things you want to go and do, you know. And I would say if you have the time, if you have the space at the moment, you know, which I know it's really really hard. You know, the first place to start with this is really as a geography visualizer. You know, you know, ArcGIS Online literally has the world's data, geospatial data inside it. Uh, it's the world's largest collection of uh, digital geographic data. You know, in 2D and 3D, in here, and you can just use it as a Really simple stuff, you know, don't, don't treat it as a, oh, I'm gonna go and do GIS at some point during the year. It's an everyday tool you can go and use in there. Uh, you can it helps you to give context to the things you're talking about, spatial context, it helps the children understand and secure their knowledge about where they are in the world. So they can really relate to the things you're, you're teaching about in there. Uh, and, you know, and you can go on from that. They can do things like data collection uh, as, as they move from that. And visualization and communication, uh, and they can develop those sorts of skills. So, a really, really wide area of things they can do. But I would, I would really think about starting off as the geography visualizer.
0: Can we can we stay on this theme um, and and assume that uh, our audience have never tried ArcGIS before? As I know, some people find it a bit overwhelming. Still, <laughs> um, what are the very first baby steps a teacher could take towards creating a map? So, maybe the first thing they could do is the Geography visualizer, which is just accessing pre-made content. But if they were to actually create something, how would you advise them to start that process?
1: Again, I I would still immerse yourself, embed yourself in in this idea of how do I teach with maps? What questions do I ask? And get comfortable in there. And also just build a bit of a desire to actually want to go and do more, you know, because, you know, maybe it's not for you. Maybe right here, right now, it doesn't work for you. But if it does, I think you'll get a good response from, from the students. You know, I hope that encourages you to go and do do some more, and so probably one of the easiest ways I would think to go and create your first map is don't do it alone. Involve your students in this work. In there, think about is there a project? In there? maybe if you're lucky enough to have a sixth form in there, uh, maybe you're, you want to go and do a little project together with them, or maybe help take some of your sixth formers and work with your key stage three, if you're in the UK, uh, and maybe if you're doing a microclimate project. And you can start like really, really simple. You're already going out and collecting that data, but just click the location of where you're you're making that data. And you know, if you go and use the uh, the sort of skills and knowledge resources on the ESU UK uh, Teach with GIS site, uh, you'll be able to see the, the pro- really simple process how you can actually take that little spreadsheet of data which you probably already create, and by just adding some latitude and longitude, you can make a, a really powerful map really simply in there. So you know, don't do it alone. Work with your students. Uh, and choose something you're already doing but just adapt it slightly you know so you're not changing the whole world with with, with what you're trying to do and don't don't make it make it out to be this enormous project that's really difficult to to manage and handle so start small
0: i've increasingly experimented myself with online maps um i've done my first dashboard with esri uk Um, but i've struggled at times to find data i couldn't find it or i've I've spent a long time looking for it. Um, Do you have any advice on where to go for data um, online?
1: Yeah, that's quite impressive. You've you've done a dashboard. That's that's fairly high level. (laughs) Well done. With a lot of help. (laughs) Um, It can be confusing. There's no doubt about it. You know, there is lots of data everywhere, but it's probably never in the right format. It's, you know, it's old. It's not the right thing. It's not quite where you want it to be in there. It is difficult. Yeah, you know, just so to accept that. You know, there are organisations that make it easier, like the United States Geological Survey. Uh, there's police.uk that has data in a sort of in this sort of spreadsheet format that you can map really quite easily. In there, the Office of National Statistics they have they actually use ArcGIS for their mapping platform, and they have a lot of their data already inside ArcGIS online. Uh, and the ESRI UK team have pulled together again, coming back to this Teach with GIS website. They have a, they have a maps and data section. In there, and they've collated some of that information for you already. So again, coming back to the with GI site from the Esri UK, uh, the information, a lot of the, a lot of the data you might want, could be there. If it's not there, get in touch with the team because they want to know if you know. As a teacher, if you're thinking about, I'd like this piece of data, you're probably not the only teacher thinking about it. Uh, so uh, let Esri know, let us know. So you've got Katie and you've got Dave in the in the schools team at Esri UK. Uh, Drop them a line. We'll put the email again in the text of, of, of after the video and let them know what you're searching for. And they should be able to point you to it really quickly or say, actually, that's really complex. and It might take a while. But, the, but you'll know one way or the other. So take, you can take that stress out from yourself thinking, I'm never making sense of this. Just, just, Just reach out.
0: It's funny you mentioned the ONS. That's actually where I've gone for my data when I I have managed to find some. Um, And we've used police.uk for that dashboard that I just mentioned. Um, You create online content too, don't you? Um, And I guess maybe from requests like you were just mentioning um, for case studies, because your latest piece of work personally was on the La Palma eruption. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I suppose, and the Le Palma eruptions—that part, that piece of work—it really comes from our idea of high fidelity sort of virtual experiences uh, for students. You know, students can't get into the field for many reasons. It could be cultural, it could be personal, it could be financial, or the fact that actually it's in an island in the middle of the Atlantic and it's difficult to get to. Um, you know, so how do we give the students an experience of that so they can understand the processes that are going on? In there? And so we just happen to be lucky uh, on on the island. Itself. So the, the island council use ArcGIS uh, as their mapping platform. And what they were doing as part of their disaster emergency planning, after every day, every day the, the lava was moving on, moving on. they were flying drones over the, uh, over the island, and they were capturing high-resolution drone imagery, processing it, and pushing that data into ArcGIS Online as an open resource. In that. So suddenly we have inside the ArcGIS Online system, because it's a global system that many people can contribute to, we had this really, really spectacular, high-resolution drone imagery that we could take. And so it's just another layer inside uh, inside ArcGIS Online. And so it's really easy to, to go and choose the, the, the layers that I wanted and add them into uh, something called a, a web scene. It's basically a 3D map in there. And so we can start to visualize that data in three dimensions in there. And we can uh, add sort of spatial bookmarks to it so you can move around, almost tell a story and take the students through a narrative story about what's happening in certain places in there. Uh, and, that, and, that's, and that was, that was a, a bit of an experiment to see how that would work. It worked really nicely, and then it combined at the same time. Uh, Alistair Hamill at Lurgan College created a really nice uh, a Google, Google Docs lesson around this, so we'd be able to take, be able to take up, we wrapped up the, the 3D mapping with the drone data, with uh, the lesson from Alistair, and some other, other sort of apps that were created around the same time. We put those into something called a Story Map collection. It's like a little it's a little basket or bucket you can put these things into. It's really easy to distribute in there. And so again, the thing was, was a little bit of an experiment. I think it worked really, really quite well in it got a lot of attention on social media in there. So that's a nice collaboration between an educator actually thinking and creating the questions, and we could actually then access literally the latest data using you know, the latest technology, essentially, and be able to deliver that as an experience for someone in the classroom.
0: For anyone who's who's not accessed it, I can testify it's absolutely amazing looking at the three D mapping and the, the drone data. Surely that's a, is that a first, or that's you're certainly breaking new ground, um, or has that been going on for a while? I think
1: everything came together in the same place. Now, luckily, no one was hurt. I don't, I don't think in the La Palma bin there, so again, that was that's a, uh, that's, a that's a great thing. In there. but also, I think you had the right organisations in the right place who were prepared for this. They were preparing for these situations, and they they had a plan for what happened. Uh, in there. And the fact that also they, they were pushing this data out as open data so anybody can go, go and use it in there. And they had a system in place and it just worked by clockwork. Every day there was new new data, new data every single day so you could see the progression uh, and change over time. It was, I don't think there's quite been an event like that where all the tech and, and the planning had all been in place and things weren't happening at a, you know, a really explosive uh, rate in there. So actually people could be safe on the ground and actually monitor what's going on. So, yeah, I think it's probably a first, certainly a first for
0: me. It, it sounds quite time-consuming um, to create something like that. Maybe not for yourself, but for the, the average layman. Um, where else can teachers go for ready-made content?
1: Yeah, so the again, I'm going to come back to the Teach with GIS site again. We did create this for a reason to to put this all this sort of type to get this information into one place. Uh, so. The Teach with GI site, we created uh, a school's atlas. So we created a, a, a collection of uh, 3D globes that that deal with partic- very, simp- very simple things. It might have uh, just the, the continents on there. Maybe it's the primary schools actually learning what, where the continents are uh, in there. One's got uh, a population uh, map for the globe in there. And one we've got uh, global cities. We've got recent earthquakes in there. So you can see almost like what's going on now, the world, uh, you know, in terms of uh, uh, volcanism. You know, and, and a few other uh, sort of globes. as there. a little collection in there. that you no login, free to use. Go and take them, use them in the classroom straight away. And there's various other ones in there as well. So, I know as we UK, Dave Morgan uh, there was working with the Met Office very recently, looking at the, the, the climate data and taking their climate data and pushing that into a into a dashboard in there. So these are ready made resources that show how climate change is going to affect uh, the UK in there you know how does it affect uh, the you know farming how does it affect transport these types of things you know so these are resources and there's many many other types in there but these are resources that are free to use there's no logging required you can just take them and there's also some education context i think supplied around those as well
0: esri uk support black geographers can i ask what is the geospatial scholarship fund yeah so the
1: geospatial scholarship fund came out of um probably will come out some, for some work from that was commissioned by the rgs looking at uh different communities in geography and we're really really looking at the the diversity within the gis industry the diversity within sort of geography education in there and we can see that uh you know we can do better essentially so the the geospatial scholarship fund was set up originally uh for black and black mixed heritage students to come and study geography or some sort of geoscience. in there so there's an undergraduate uh bursary in there for £30,000 over three years. So that hopefully that will pay your fees or maintenance, of what, uh, depends on what you want to go and do. And there's a £20,000 uh, grant for someone to go and study at a postgraduate level, going to do a master's in some sort of geoscience in there. And really, it's really trying to address the idea that, you know, there's, there's talent everywhere, but there's, you know, opportunity isn't really. And um, we wanted to improve the diversity, you know, in geography education and also within the industry, you know, and that's just part of that work. Uh, from air the UK uh, to uh, improve the diversity uh, across the board.
0: Returning to geographers in general, um, are there any conferences, training sessions or workshops coming up in 2022 that you could recommend?
1: Well, obviously the RGS, GIS uh, training courses. Uh, it is tricky. It's tricky getting out. Again, you know, let's, let's you know, think of the context in we're in. Uh, uh, you know, doing extra training on top of the work that the teachers have already been asked to do uh, can be a bit of a struggle. I know ESRI UK will be running some online courses that might, might make it easier, and also we know online learning is much more normalised now because of COVID. Keep a watch on the ESRI UK uh, education site and their social feeds, particularly their Twitter feeds, and also looking at the RGS. You know, when we're doing things in partnership with you, maybe we, I know we ran some some webinars, uh, maybe last year or the year before uh, that, that worked quite quite well. There's also the ESRI UK annual conference. It's going to be in person uh, for the first time uh, for a couple of years. That's in May. There is a whole floor dedicated to education, and now it's also an opportunity for for teachers and also for training teachers as well to go there and just you just see there were about three thousand people there, and you'll see the depth and breadth of where geography is applied throughout the whole UK. How geography really supports uh, the whole of the the the, the UK uh, industry sectors essentially. You know there was, there was such a wide variety of organisations there, and just as a a little shout out, I know SVUK is always interested in having, you know, outstanding work from, from students showcased at the event. You know, maybe it's showcased on the main stage or there's a talk in there or the teacher can give uh, a paper or an explanation about what, what the, the students have been up to. Uh, and a sort of as a bigger example of that type of work, of sort of uh, platforming and and, t- and talking about uh, a great work from students, uh, in... The last user conference for Esri Inc, which is based in San Diego, we had uh, Lurgan College. I think that was in 2019 before before COVID. And they had three students there talking about the work they were doing in Lurgan. You know, and they they spoke to 16,000 people at least uh, in the conference center there, you know, uh, all about geography. in you know, there. And it was probably, it was the biggest hit of the, of the whole conference. Everyone was talking about it in there. So there are opportunities uh, for teachers to be, you know, tell us what you're doing. Tell us your good news stories. And come to, come to these conferences, you know, and if we can help in any way and, and showcase what you're doing, uh, we will. But we often don't know what the stories are. What's your number one
0: tip for making a map?
1: Number one tip? I would say I don't know, make it meaningful. Make it meaningful to the audience you're creating it for, really. I think that's the, probably the first thing. Who's that map for and what do you want them to do with it? Uh, you know, so that I think, you know, that... that you can get into a lot of detail around that, but I think that's that's probably the most important thing. is that Maps are for communicating information in some way or another in there. And if you don't communicate in that you know, in the right way, then you've probably you know wasted your time with the map in there or made it seem far too complicated uh, in there. But again, you know, I mean, one other tip is just sort of you know keep it simple, uh, start small and you know, maybe again do something that's meaningful to you as well. So you actually, you've actually got some some interest in doing it.
0: It's sage advice, thinking about purpose. How are you going to use it and, and why are you going to use it? Um, so bear that in mind, teachers. Um, finally, in a world that's becoming more and more digitalized, what changes do you foresee in the future for online mapping or for Esri or for geography and tech in general?
1: So I think in the, in the near future, I'm talking probably, you know, one to three years, uh, I'm seeing... Uh, Virtual reality with geographic information is is it sounds it sounds fanciful, and thinking how's that how's that going to work? But I'm I'm seeing I've I've even created some virtual uh, reality environments. And I'm no specialist in that at all, and I was surprised how how easy it was, and I think that that will become really interesting. Be, being able to maybe like the, the La Palma exper- uh, resources be created, maybe that's an immersive virtual experience where you're actually on the ground with the lava. That's I can see how to do that right now. Uh, in there, so I think that that can become more normalised, or, or maybe that will become part of this, the the data sets and things that are, that are available uh, in there. So I think that's that's an exciting area that, that will certainly develop in there. And the other one for me is also in education. Is I think AR uh, augmented reality has got a really interesting uses. We've seen the technology becoming easier to actually implement. Uh, I can see things that are coming down the line uh, from 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 the Esri developers in there. And for me. I think that's, that's the way that you, it almost allows us to take, go out in the field if we've got some sort of device we can, we can sort of look at the world through. We can almost see the world, see the data, almost at like a one-to-one scale. So we can go down to a beach, we can maybe look at the cliff, and we can see all the different rock types and rock units in there, and look at the, the different facies and how they were put down, their ages, and this type of thing. Or we can go out and, you know, maybe it's a biology field trip, we can, uh, we can see maybe last year's biology field work laid out for us and what data was collected, so we can see how it's changed. That type of thing. So I think that this AR piece, I think that's got a really another really interesting uh, application inside education. That again, which I think might make geography even more exciting than it already is. And probably the last one for me. We've been we've been working with uh, this company called Terra Drone, uh, and also ScanSka uh, around looking at drone imagery and how do we can we create this sort of use drone imagery to create high fidelity, really high resolution. Uh, virtual fieldwork experiences. So I think that's that's going to we're going to keep on developing that idea as well. That we can the quality of the imagery that you can get there is absolutely outstanding, and like it can give you a really really interesting experience of, of different environments. And I w- also wonder how long it will be because we see, we're seeing drones. It, it may not be obvious, maybe in the classroom, but drones are everywhere in our industry. You know, they're collecting data on all sorts of different things in there. Wonder how long it will be uh, before you know. When you're doing your checklist to go out in the field work you've got clipboard uh clinometer drone uh in there you know sort of you know, I mean, that's probably you know a way off in the future but it's, it's there somewhere these you know, drones are not going away and being able to collect really really high quality data almost instantly uh you in know in the future that will that, be very exciting so yeah for me it's going to be you know maybe not uh, you know Maybe not too exciting with virtual reality, augmented reality, drones. I think that's that they're going to impact in some way.
0: That's fascinating. So watch your space, geographers. Thank you very much for joining us today, Jason.
1: Thanks, Harry. It's Great to be here.
0: Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to the Ask the Geographer podcast series on iTunes and SoundCloud.com. Be inspired and stay informed with the Society's wide range of resources, many of which are free. School membership unlocks access to other excellent resources including online lectures and many other tailor-made benefits for teachers and students. Access our resources at www.rgs.org/schools.